Hey, everybody. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Javeri. You're listening to our Friday show. And our guest today is Michelle Martinelli, who is our NASCAR writer slash editor extraordinaire. Um, Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Very excited to be here and talk about NASCAR. It, yes. It's, uh, we're going into the championship weekend this weekend. So 36 races, nine months. It's all over. The NASCAR season, I find incredibly long. Um, but this is going to be an insane weekend for you because it, we're coming up on Dale Jr.'s last race before he he retires. Yes. So a lot of the times you'll see it in my stories. You'll see it in other people's. He is retiring from full-time racing. Mm-hmm. And what essentially that means is some point next year or maybe the year after that, he will run a handful of races in the second tier racing competition for his own team. Okay. So while this technically is the end of his career. Right. He will make at least two more appearances at some point on the track. That's your silver lining for fans that are devastated that this is coming to an end. At this point, how many races does he run though? Like this year, this past year, how many races like ballpark do you think he's been in? Uh, 35. So 35. He's I don't, done all I don't of them? think he's done. He's done all of the ones at the top level. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done any of the ones for his lower tier, um, second tier company. Oh, that's not true. He did too. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the, so 37 races yeah. in nine months. That's a lot. It'll be 38 after this weekend. So it is crazy. a lot. It is a lot. There's literally three or four weekends, the entirety between president's day and thanksgiving that they're off mm-hmm. what um oh man i forgot the question that i was gonna ask you oh what is precipitating his retirement because i've heard a lot of mm, let's not say i'm not gonna say i've heard a lot of different stories about why he's retiring but the general one is out of a fear for concussions That is, there's, of course, a lot of elements that go into it, but Mm -hmm. that is a big one. Mm -hmm. He missed the entire second half of last season from concussion symptoms, and it was not even close to the first concussion he's had. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he talks about how at this time, like this current time last year, his big concern was, am I ever going to be able to walk normally again? Like, forget about getting in a race car. He was getting, he got married to his wife on New Year's Eve. And his biggest fear was, am I going to be able to walk down the aisle and straight? Like, he was terrified. And so at one point, you know, coming back to racing wasn't on his mind. But when he was cleared medically to be able to do that, it was kind of the idea that he could go out on his own terms. Mm -hmm. That last year's half season wasn't going to be it. He'd Mm -hmm. be able to come back finish a full season and leave on his own terms when he wants to. Mm-hmm. So this is this year has really been one long Dale Jr. retirement party for him. Uh, well, he announced his plans to retire in April. Okay. So basically, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long, like, farewell tour. It's been, yeah. It, this I think it was April 25th, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, everything has been Dale Jr. farewell tour. Yeah. So one of the things that is going to be written about a lot and people are going to talk about a lot is obviously Dale Jr.'s legacy. And you had just written a piece about why it doesn't matter that he never won a big championship. Right. So he I was actually just uh, reading up on some stats with this. And in terms of where he ranks in the total number of all time wins, there's only a handful of drivers who have more wins than he does that are in the same category as him without ever having won a championship Mm -hmm. 
And I think a lot of people will say that that hurts his legacy because that's obviously, you know, that's the equivalent of, um, you know, a beloved NBA player never mm-hmm. winning a title or mm-hmm. something like that. And that's a big deal. Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> maybe <laughs> <Right>. never <laughs> winning a cup. Right. right. And you and you could say that's always yeah. you could have an excellent career and you could have a, an above average career, but that's always going to be an asterisk right. next to it. Right. A- and so and it is. For him, mm-hmm. um, the closest he ever came was third in 2003. But it doesn't hurt his legacy because he has used the popular, the extraordinary popularity that he has, as well as his good fortune, to promote the sport in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. He transcends NASCAR. He is one of the few drivers who even comes close to a household name for people who aren't NASCAR fans. Mm-hmm. They know who he is. And if anything, you know, he he brought people in and he held their attention. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a secret that NASCAR's audience and attendance is dropping. It just is. But And there's probably not a real way to quantify this, but how many people out there are part of Junior Nation that stuck around for so long in NASCAR specifically because their favorite driver was still around. So so that's what they're called, Junior Nation. Junior Nation. Oh, my God. I did yep. not know that. They are Junior Nation. That just shows you don't read any of my stories. <laughs> I mean, I, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, my, my consumption, even for stuff on our own site, is just, like, limited to tweets these days. <laughs> Anything longer than 280 characters, I'm out. Mm, um, you get a pass. <laughs> you get a pass. So why do you think that he's such a huge fan favorite like obviously his family legacy has a lot to do with it like he was basically born into nascar as like nascar royalty with his dad tragedy of what happened to his dad and how his dad passed away um but it's more than that right it isn't just okay he had a famous father right it is more than yeah he's he inherited i think it's fair to say that he inherited most if not all of his dad's fans Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong there are a were a lot of them Mm -hmm. But he built on that so, so much. And I've really I've been thinking about this for a while, trying to figure out what makes him so likable, what makes him his fan base so outrageous that, you know, you go to these races and the merchandise trailers, there's hundreds of people lined up to buy Dale Earnhardt Jr. T-shirts and other successful, popular drivers. Trailers are in the vicinity and there's five people you don't have to wait in line the you know mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's so overwhelming the presence that he has on the track so I've really been trying to figure out why and I think it at least part of it is because he is so relatable mm-hmm. despite literally everything else right like professional athletes are not relatable M- millionaires are not generally relatable to the masses he is has all the reasons in the world to have a huge ego mm-hmm. and be rude or mean or not even not care about his fans, but he loves his fans. And when you listen to him talk, you forget mm-hmm. for a moment that you're talking to NASCAR's most popular driver, yeah. or listening to NASCAR's most popular driver. You feel like you're just talking to your neighbor or a friend over a beer. He seems so you and I had a. I mean, you've interviewed him multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, but you and I actually spent uh, I to me, it's like a day with Dale. <laughs> he was doing we're based out of Washington, D.C. So he was doing an event at Richmond Speedway 
And so he was available for interviews there before race day. Uh, but then he was going to go hang out with um, Kirk Cousins because he's a huge Washington Redskins fan. Mm-hmm. So it was really just a big old day with Dale. <laughs> and I felt like after that day, I was like, oh, Dale and I are pals. <laughs> like we were part of the big media scrum that was following them around. But he was so accommodating. He gave uh, such great answers to questions you know, I, th- I mean, you know, as, as, as a reporter, sometimes athletes are very giving of their time. Sometimes they've got a lot of other, you know, demands on their plate. So they tend to rush through these things. Dale literally answered every single question that every reporter there had, which is not normal, right? Usually you're in gi- detail, in detail. Yeah. Usually you're given like four minutes with an athlete and then you got to get out of there so he can do the next media hit. Um, which which was great. Like, I, I thought it was incredible, even though that meant that the day ran very, very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we went to Redskins Park and he was just kind of hanging out with Kirk Cousins. And, you know, there were so many people around both of them with like cameras in their <laughs> face. that felt like a really weird episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever, where it's like he's like, oh, hey, Kirk. You know what I mean? It made right. Him, you know what I mean? Like, he's just trying to like have a moment with this athlete that he inspires. But he in that moment, like Dale Jr., like you said, despite his millions and his fame and his name recognition, was just another fan that wanted to go talk to an athlete that he admired. Well, and I know that's something that Nina actually really likes about him is that he's all these other things, but yet he still gushes over the Washington Redskins because he's been a fan for 30 years. And he has, you know, he loses the sense of where his his own fame puts him because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's around people that he looks up to and he watches compete. Yeah. And it's it's a really interesting thing to watch, to watch someone as famous as he is all of a sudden turn into average Joe mm-hmm. NFL fan yeah. when he's around these players. Actually, what you just said really hit home is that I think he always, he comes off as somebody who doesn't understand how famous he is, which yeah. makes him very likable. Mm-hmm. Like like that day that we talked to him, you know, he had people around him, but it wasn't nearly half the entourage that mm-hmm. I have seen with other with other athletes. Um, and I'm not like some kind of NASCAR homer, right? Like, <laughs> right. You know no, what no, I mean? No. Like, I this is just from my experience. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it does seem like it'll be kind of a big loss for NASCAR. Support for the For the Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. That's rocketmortgage.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. What do you think happens? What do you think happens to NASCAR after this? Because it says that, because as you said, 
it's declining in viewership. Less people are going to races. And Dale was one of the big reasons that they were sticking around. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think I've talked to a lot of fans and I think that a lot of them are going to transfer their fandom to other drivers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new, young and exciting drivers coming up. Um, a lot of the fans I talked to said they're going to back one of his teammates who is I think he's going to be 22 this month. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Also a NASCAR legacy. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think a lot of fans are going to go in that direction just because out of their allegiance to the team and and that sort of thing. But I have to imagine that there's this group of people out there that they might try to stick around for a little bit, but they, they just might lose interest. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily, you know, a specific Dale Jr. thing. There's a lot of NASCAR's major stars have and are retiring they're just getting older right like there's nothing dale jr is 43 he's 43 yeah i believe he turned 43 in october he did not look 43 when maybe he's 42 but either way he's yeah he's in his 40s oh i thought he was like 34 all right, congrats no, to Dale he's, Jr. He's forty. He's forty-three. All right, yeah. congrats to Dale because he aged very well. I thought he was like thirty-four <laughs> or something. <laughs> Good on you, Dale. <laughs> no, I mean, so like, so so, what do you do? You can't yeah. stop people from getting older and, and retiring and, and caring about their safety and their well-being and all that. Um, but his retirement is really just while it's so much bigger than anybody who's ever driven in NASCAR ever. Mm-hmm. It is part of a larger trend mm-hmm. of the major stars are retiring and, you know, a lot of them are going to the broadcast booth. Yeah. Jeff Gordon went to the broadcast booth. He's He does the first half of the season with Fox. Next year, Dale Jr. is going to be on the second half of the season mm-hmm. with NBC. And I think that's going to be really interesting. And I think that will hold fans attention at, at least for a while, yeah. because as he said multiple times, NBC hired him to be him, mm-hmm. and because he is just he is a likable person, and there's yeah. n- that's the best way to describe it. And so um, that will be interesting to see him make that transition, and all of a sudden be making observations about something he used to do. He definitely has like a cult of personality around him because uh, I'm familiar with Dale Jr. Right, even though I don't follow NASCAR. And uh, one of the things we had talked about earlier is that you don't find this in a lot of sports. And we actually try to come up with a comparison, but uh, he's universally beloved within his sport. Uh, right. And I I'm, I'm, don't know if I can think of any other athlete in their respective sport that the community just seems to love wholesale. We, we kind of toyed around with the idea of like, okay, maybe Steph Curry, but I think there's plenty of people that don't like Steph Curry. We thought about LeBron, but there's There's that guy on the subway. People who don't like LeBron. (laughs) Yeah. That that guy on the subway, the can you stop guy on the subway hates (laughs) LeBron, but like, you know what I mean? So we've, we've talked about these other big name athletes and we haven't really been able to find a comparison for somebody who is as beloved within their community and their sport as Dale. Junior. Right. It's all relative, obviously. Yeah. But I really I, I, I don't know how you quantify it. I don't know how yeah. you put a specific percentage of racing fans or, or what it may be. But it's overwhelming. Right. You go to these races like you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be follow any of them on social media. You don't have to interact in, in those types of circles. If you just go to one of these races, you will be so overwhelmed by the number of people that have 
his number on, something mm-hmm. related to his name, whatever it may be. It's just it's it makes you realize that while you can't put a number on it, you see it so so often mm-hmm. that it's just it's obvious. I'm I'm trying to think that I think in hockey it probably would have been Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like during his his peak time, like mm-hmm. it probably would have been Gretzky. There's no equivalent that I can think of in hockey. Certainly not Crosby. He's got plenty of people that don't like him. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and, and but I think the only side note you do have to put on this conversation is while NASCAR is not an individual sport, mm-hmm. it is definitely a team sport because it takes a team to put that car together and get it winning on the track. Mm-hmm. But one singular person from that team is the most recognizable person on that yeah. team. Yeah. And so I think that's ever so like the slight difference. Like Wayne Gretzky still had like 15 other guys on the team that of course uh, was right. And so then you think like, Oh, well there's 40 NASCAR teams, give or take every day, every weekend on the track. But it's like, but there's one yeah. name or one face associated with that. But even if you consider that, it's just unbelievable how very nearly universally beloved he is. Mm-hmm. What about some of his memorable wins? I know. Didn't you already? Didn't you do that article? I did. Yeah, uh, I did it earlier this week. Um, I actually, I, I think at, at first I had to think about it, and then the number one most memorable win was so obvious. Once I actually thought about it, it was the first win um of his as well as the first time that he was back at Daytona International Speedway less than five months after his father was killed on that exact track and you know the way I sort of explained it was just that NASCAR and its fans needed one driver to win that race yeah and that driver won that race and that driver won that race and it was just there was it's there was exactly a, what they needed. That and there was no other way. It, it I don't I don't I didn't watch that race, but there was no other way for that to end. It felt like right, yeah. And it's it just it like that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I you know I even watched an interview where he talked about it recently, and he's still kind of amazed that it ended it, that that happened in such a perfect storybook way mm-hmm. that it was just like. It, it you know there were there were signs at that track. This was back in the summer of two thousand one, mm-hmm. and there were signs at that track paying tribute to Dale Earnhardt Sr. and the emotions were heavy, and there was there was only one person that that wasn't, needed to win that race. So wasn't his first season in NASCAR when his dad died? No, okay. Um, his first full time season was. The year before that, okay, I believe. But he, had, but he was racing. Like, yeah, he was oh, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was relatively new, but relatively like, new. Yeah, he wasn't he was far racing. removed from his rookie season. Right. Um, I'm literally looking at this right now. Yes. Uh, his father died the his second full time season in NASCAR. Okay, so he was relatively new, but yeah, still. still I mean, people there. knew who he was, but that was a name. Uh. Right. family thing yeah. of why people identified with him. Of course, but but like you said, he's grown way way past just his dad's shadow. Yeah. It, and, it's it's unbelievable. And, and you know, you can sit there and say, well, he never had the same success that his dad had and, and that's incredibly true. 100% mm-hmm. accurate. But I don't think it's even possible that anyone will ever 
garner as much fans and popularity and love mm-hmm. that he do- he has right now. I don't think there's any other driver that has the possibility to do this just because all the circumstances came together for this to all happen over the last two decades. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a super emotional <laughs> goodbye for him, even though we'll see him on the track occasionally. Um, Michelle, thanks for hanging out and talking Dale Jr. with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, thank you for listening. And remember to tweet us your feedback at For the Win. And if you've got any Dale Jr. stories you want to share, Michelle is at uh, M M A R T I N E L L I because <laughs> that's right, at M, M- Martinelli yep. on Twitter. And <laughs> I am at Hem Javeri. Uh, thanks, guys. We will see you next week.